I'm looking up and as I was looking up, you know, you see all these evergreen trees. They're very beautiful. Everything is green around. And then I see this huge creature. And we made the eye contact. The big eyes was really, how could I say, muscular and strong. And I was just shocked. The speed that he went through the, that forest, it was unbelievable. This is the Cryptic Creatures Podcast. I'm Brian. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Todd. What's going on, buddy? Hey, Brian. How you doing, man? Fantastic. So excited because we have Danielle Diva Borazan with us. Yes, we do. And uh, very excited about this. We've been talking back and forth for a while, and we finally got her on the show. Danielle, how you doing? Good to meet you. I'm very good. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be part of your show today. Finally. So you <laughs> own... The New Age Studio up there in yes. Canada, right? Yes. Oh, part of yes. Canada. Uh, it's in Alberta. So New Age Studio in Stratcona Wellness Center. So it's the old part of the city. And we are located on the second floor. It's what it is. It's actually very nice, uh, beautiful area. And I quite enjoy my studio being there. All right. Good. Are you from Canada originally? No. <laughs> Originally, I came to Canada when I was 14 years old. So that was a long, long time ago. Uh, so now when you calculate my age, you can see. <laughs> so uh, basically, I came originally from the Europe and my background is the Greek Orthodox. So I come far away, Mediterranean coast. Okay. Uh, okay. I didn't think nice. that was a Canadian accent I was hearing, so I had to ask. No. It's a true original Canadian accent. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, so you said that you had a Bigfoot encounter. Yes. In 2017, this was just a regular trip to Jasper. It's a national park here in Canada. And it's basically a beautiful place uh, to visit and enjoy. So we were driving the RV. Uh, we have a big 35-foot uh, RV. And uh, I pretty much like to take it so we can go and kind of go around the unknown places and just park it and enjoy the nature itself. So we park exactly, it was in 2017 around the noon. Uh, it was in July and we park the RV. I was personally driving myself and I was with a couple of my friends. So we parked the RV there and uh, it's called uh, basically Medicine Lake. It's a beautiful lake, uh, very well known around the world. And you can, if people Google it, they can see it. Um, there's many caves around the lake and the lake itself disappears after uh, during the fall and come back uh, on the spring again. They don't even know where does it go. They don't have the answers. So we were just looking at a lake and playing. And then my puppy, it's Maltese, she started barking and barking. And she goes like, I want to go across the street. I want to go across the street because uh, this is where the lake is. And we were just there. And then you go, there's like a little curb. And then the lake would be just basically, uh, forgive me, the forest would be on that side. So I said, okay, let's go. Maybe she just wants to, you know, look around, whatever. So we crossed by, but she was pulling. She was anxious. She wants to see what's really happening. As she was pulling, uh, you know, I'm looking up. And as I was looking up, you know, you see all these evergreen trees. They're very beautiful. Everything is green around. And then I see this huge creature standing in front of me, uh, taller, above, I would say, seven four seven five, And I'm only five four, so I could compare it to myself and to the trees around it. So Miggy was barking and barking and barking. So I kind of went a little bit more closer, and we made the eye contact. And the big eyes was really, how could I say, muscular and strong, and I was just shocked. And I'm the person who likes to talk, and I was speechless. I... They didn't know what to say. So usually, you know, the women, they like to yap, but I didn't know what to say. So I pick up my little Maggie and then continue walking towards, basically, to the mountain, looking at it. 
And as I was approaching, the speed that he went through the that forest, it was unbelievable. And I was just shocked at that moment. I didn't know what was it. And I was just like thinking, was that really the real thing? So everybody then go like, Danielle, what happened? And I was speechless. I really didn't know what to say. And everybody could see expression of my face, knowing me that I'm bubbly and cheerful. But I was just like, guys, there is something over there. We went to see the ranger and I phoned the ranger in a Jasper and he said I wasn't the first one because there's many things there that are unknown and people do see many creatures that it was reported. But what was actually very interesting that year after that, uh, you go back to the Medicine Lake now because of so many different things that were reported around that area. They put the cameras. So now they're actually facing the river and everything. So the lake, forgive me. So and the contact in the eyes uh, with that creature was unbelievable. I wasn't scared. I was more curious. And I really wanted to get in contact with it. But I think my dog, because he was barking, it got him scared and he ran away. How far away do you think you were from it? How close do you think you were to it? Oh, I would say I wasn't far away from it. I would say about four or five meters. I Because... Uh, uh, basically, the mountain across the Medicine Lake goes up the hill, and there's a lots of evergreens. So I was just coming there where the RVs park. I went across the street. It's actually the road that takes you back to the Jasper. And it was just very close uh, to me, and I could see it. I didn't see many people ask, did you see, you know, was it a male or a female? I don't know, because everything was just, like, so covered. And uh, to me, the eye contact... I felt almost like he wanted to tell me something, but because the dog was barking, of course, because it's a different creature, he ran away. And the speed that he went through the wood, human cannot do that. It's not possible. Yeah. Did you get a good look at the the face, the facial features? Did you, other than the big yes, eyes? Yes, yes, yes. The eyes are really uh, big. So it has a really large uh, eyes. Um the jaw and line, like it's really strong uh, jawline and it's all covered. And uh, I was just like, what is this? You know, knowing we know we have grizzly bears. I, I've been here in Canada since I was 14. So this is my home. Uh, I encounter grizzly bears, black bears, elks, deers, wolves. This is something that I never saw in my life. And that's how actually I got it connected deeper with Canada research and et cetera. And with you guys and many others to share about uh, this experience that kind of stayed in my head forever. Yeah, that's one that would stay with you. I got a question, Danielle. When the creature sure. took off, you said it was really, really fast. Did it run away on two feet or did it run away on all fours? No, two. And what was really interesting, the way that he went up the hill and between the trees, human cannot do that. Uh, I was just like, I was getting closer and closer and I was holding Maggie. And as I was going and looking up the hill, I was like, oh my God, what is this? Because the the human cannot go and was, uh, sir, it was on two feet. He didn't have four. It was just like us on two legs. Wow. Did you notice any kind of smell? Was there any kind of smell to him? No, many people about that and i sure the reason why i couldn't smell anything around there there's a lots of evergreen trees and the lake itself evaporates the water and you know you can smell uh the evergreen trees anything kind of growing and everything so i some people say but i'm very honest i'm gonna say no i didn't i didn't maybe because it was too warm you know the forest evaporates during the heat because it was up 27 degrees Celsius, so it was really, really warm and hot that day. The lake evaporated itself. But many people say that they come to hunt and take the fish and the water, so that's why it came to the lake. That's cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, they, we so, talked about the smell before, Brian, you know, and I talked about it. We think yeah. they can release this at their own will. We don't think that they naturally just smell yeah. like that per se. It's more of right. a... Yeah. I didn't smell anything. More of a, yeah. more of a warning, more of a... If they want to, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think he was, to be honest to you, uh, I am tiny and compare, of course, to him and the dog. But I think 
that he got scared of me because the dog was barking and I was interested. I wasn't running away. I was actually going towards and that's why he took off. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I believe that. I believe they don't. If they can avoid confrontation, they will for sure. Yeah, I think so too. I don't mm -hmm. think they're here to harm anybody. No. Did you say what color uh, his his fur was? A brown going to it's not totally black. Like some people are saying it's black, but this is black and brown, very something between, you know, it's a little bit more, if I can say it, mahogany, like a deep, deep mahogany going to black. So not like a pitch black when you take a black marker. This is like something between. Yeah. It's very hard to describe something that, you know, that we don't have exactly uh color, uh, that we can describe. Some people are saying that it's pitch black. I maybe in a different areas is different because like in China and in Russia, like my friend uh, and my assistant from China, she was telling me, you know, they actually have them in China and they call them Yeti, especially there because they end their pure white. So it depends maybe from the area environment that they can fit in. Yeah, we've talked about that too many times about, uh, you know, yeah. different, different yeah. Yeah. locations or... Yeah. Depends on their height, the size, and yeah. the color of their hair, yeah. and their. I know I'm jumping all around here, but I'm just I'm sure. excited. I got questions. Sure, of so, course, go ahead. Um, I watched you on a different podcast once, and uh, thank you. You were talking about how you are related to <laughs> uh, Dracula, Vlad Tepish. Yes, that that actually that was accident. Nobody knew about it. I was only interested about him as a child and also uh, the way we study him back home because we study him as a crusader and as a templar we never study about uh, Vlad Tepes or Count Dracula or uh, Count Draculescu actually uh, like um, you know like he's given in the Hollywood stories mm -hmm. and then accidentally uh, my my own mother was uh, uh, doing all this research genetic testings and whatever so we were kind of having fun. Okay, let's all do it and test it, whatever. And then it came that through my mother line, I have all these different cool blood genetic line lines. We have Queen Victoria. We have a mother, uh, you know, Empress of uh, Austria, basically, uh, Queen Teresa. Uh, then we also have, uh, you know, he's connected to all these people. And I started thinking, uh, is it this really my root, what I wanted to do and talk about the Vlad Tepes itself? But I'm really honored that he is part of my uh, bloodline. And my my duty right now, what I'm trying to do is actually to spread a reality and the true story about Count Dracula. But that's how it all started. And what you said is true. So, And I, then when I started to send it to different podcasts, you know, I'm a very honest person. I sent exactly the results and people were just like, wow. But to me, it's a more about my heart connection, who I am, and my real connection to him. Right. I just think it's fascinating <laughs> because uh, I heard Thank you talking you. about him, and and Hollywood has painted him to be the bad guy. But yes, he's really not. Even over there, he's considered a hero. So, uh, well, if you go to Bucharest, if you ever been to Romania, I travel all around the Europe. Uh, uh, basically, in Bucharest, they have his huge uh, statue. And he is a hero because saving many people against the Turks. Mm -hmm. But we must understand every culture, every nation, and every country does have uh, basically a ruler or sometimes a group of people or a different ethnicity that would make a fight between uh, one another. There's no country that it doesn't have that or they didn't exist through the uh, history. At that time, Vlad was actually fighting the Greek, uh, forgive me, the Turkish uh, Empire. And uh, basically, uh, Ottoman Empire was all around the Europe, and they rule over almost 600 years, 550. And Vlad did copy their impaling on basically a stake. And what happened, because he was captured as a child, and he was kept there more than 16 years. So that's where he copied, and he became... I should say more like a post-traumatic stress disorder. This is going to be my revenge. What you guys did to me and to my family, I'm going to now revenge and protect my people. So mm -hmm. that's how it all started. 
Gotta love Dracula. <laughs> yeah, me well, too. Thank I always you. heard it was. I always heard it was kind of a love story. Is that true too? There is a love story, and I was sharing that uh, with my friends because I'm also host of the very uh, wonderful uh, podcast. It's called Southern Supernatural with uh, Sean and uh, Tina, and you guys can also check that on the YouTube. That's but the one the I truth, watched. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, the truth, uh, actually, what is there is a love story behind that, but uh, it's not like it's said in Hollywood. Yeah, Hollywood always has to Hollywood it up. That's right. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes that can be dangerous because we don't get the reality and we get right. basically taken away from with these fantasies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Danielle, what did you say the name of the podcast you, you're on is called again? South and Supernatural. South and Supernatural? Southern. Southern, Southern Supernatural. Okay. Southern yeah, Supernatural. Forgive me. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Yes. Yes. That's okay. That Canadian accent threw me off a little bit. <laughs> yes. It's very, very, very. It's always there. It never goes away. <laughs> That's all right. I like it. What all do you guys Thank talk about? What all do you guys talk about on your podcast? Uh, we have different kind of guests. Uh, uh, it's very wonderful, uh, actually. I'm just a new host there, and I'm really uh, honored to be part of that uh, family. Uh, I love them both uh, deeply, and I respect them. So there's many different uh, topics. It's usually done um, on Fridays, and also Sean runs them the other days on Wednesday, Saturday, and I think Monday, but you can check about that. But each time we have different guests, and these guests are actually involved in paranormal and cryptic uh, creatures, uh, you know, ghost hunting, etc. And then because me and Tina are the psychic and the mediums, we do answer the questions of the viewers. We try to help everybody the best we can. So we are there extending uh, the hand to people that need one, and we are also opening the minds to other dimensions and possibilities that are out there. Wow, very cool. Cool. Well, we got Thank some you. listeners. We have some uh, people watching now. So if you guys have any questions for Danielle, feel free to Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> chime in. We've got uh, Turquoise and Sasquatch and Wendy W on here, uh Chasing the Truth. Uh Sean G is is on here. Damian K. Uh Primal Cry. Hey guys, Primal thanks for Cry. hanging Thank out you. with us. Uh yeah, if you got any questions, let us I'm know. I'm saying hello to Sean Gray. That's that's one of my that's my brother out there. He's part of our team. And I must say he's wonderful because uh, we are not so good in computers, including right. myself. I'm a, I'm a girl that is born with books and library and a different kind of craft that I was raised with. So right. to have somebody like that who's really talented and gifted, we are, me and Tina are blessed. I know that. Yeah, we're not, we're not quite that good either yet. We're still <laughs> learning all this. <laughs> ourselves so What's I, i'm even worse than you i'm like huh it's canceling it's connecting what do i need to do <laughs> turquoise and exactly. sasquatch wendy w says we love danielle thank you very much i love you guys <laughs> too thank you so tell us about your studio a little more what you do up there yeah so this is uh studio is opening and was uh open because uh my mother got cured from the rectal cancer she was stage three and almost a half, almost stage four of the rectal cancer. Wow. And I did do a lot of uh, basically ancient craft healing and alternative medicine. And uh, I decided after I learned Reiki, crystal healing and everything, and I did that with my own mother. So I decided, let me try to help others. And that's basically how the studio got open. Um, many people that do come are actually... Uh, people that have different kind of needs and it's all done to uh, feed your soul and basically your body, mind and spirit. So some also come for spiritual counseling, what it's actually tarot cards or, uh, you know, you talk about your past lives and etc. cetera. Uh, some come uh, to basically have calculate their astrology dates. We do that too. Or you come for Reiki session, and uh, I also talk about the dreams. So sometimes I also have classes that people attend, and I enjoy it. And we also have many different kind of uh, centers that are connected with us. We have many senior homes that enjoy. We go and provide care with them and also work with some disability and children's services. And that that actually feeds my soul because it's all about helping and uh, basically helping others and making them happy. That's what's life all about. Awesome. 
Yep. Thank oh, you. That is. You, could do a, you could do a live tarot reading with people, couldn't you? Yeah, I can I can do a live tarot card. I do a lot of times when people have me, like I go on Skype or we go, uh, you know, um, whatever, messenger or whatever, and I do live readings and uh, whatever they need, I actually give the answers. And I'm, I'm really proud of that because uh, I'm a third generation in my family who's been part of this ancient crowd. So I pick up those genes and I carry on. So whatever somebody needs, I always try to help. Live or not live, to me, it doesn't make a difference. Only what I warn people, it's actually, uh, it can, it's very personal. And I found we are not playing here the games. Like I'm saying, this is uh, not Hollywood, this is real life. So when I give you the answer, I say, okay, are you sure you want this to be live? Many podcasts, like uh, Brian was saying, uh, that I did when they do interview with me, they go like, I want a reading. And then I do a reading with them. They go like, oh, I'm not going to record this. I'm going to actually just say you were all accurate. I said, I told you, you don't want this. <laughs> I want yeah, you know, it's your life. You still have some privacy. And that's, I think, important. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because if it's something you want out there. Exactly. <laughs> we, all have, we have a skeleton in our closets. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> Right. I don't know that I would want to know anyway. I would probably, I would probably say, no, nah, I'll just, uh, I'll just wait and see what happens. <laughs> Everybody's different. just roll the Sometimes, dice. Sometimes, uh, what, like I can say about Tina, so she's wonderful, uh, my friend, and I call her my soul sister. When we answer these questions, people will ask directly, and uh, both of us join. Uh, together to give the people guidance and the help. And sometimes, you know, uh, when people ask us the questions, uh, we will support, uh, you know, with third eye and connection one another and will guide. It could be hard sometimes for people to understand the truth or to accept it, but sometimes many people are also very happy saying, well, thank you for helping us and we found a solution. And I think that's why I'm really happy to be part of this team. It's a very beautiful family. I call it my brother and my sister. That's awesome. Chasing the truth, Sean G says, Danielle rocks. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, thank you. Love you too, my brother. <laughs> and, uh, Primal Cry says, uh, I asked my doctor for a cardiologist referral. Much gratitude and love. So, yep, helping everybody out. That's awesome. That's good. Thank you. It's actually thank making you. me feel good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. So do you get out and do uh, some investigations where you're at there in Canada? I mean, of you've course, got a lot of woods of and course. stuff. Yeah, of course. Uh, uh, I go a lot and investigate. And I must say, uh, right last, we couldn't do too much due to COVID. But the last time we were investigating inside of the Frickens house. And uh, that was amazing place. It's actually one of the most haunted places here in Canada. And it's inside of the Fort Edmonton Park. Uh, it was actually all over the, uh, basically, uh, National Geography, the Discovery Channels, because that house is very well known. And uh, basically, we've been there. We had encounters. And I must say, uh, my sister, my own uh, blood-born sister, she had a huge encounter that I'll never forget that because she actually, as I was meditating and trying to connect, she hit into the uh, foot of this spirit. And you could see physically that she actually got encounter with something that uh, people couldn't see. So uh, we do, like, I shouldn't say ghost hunting because we don't do ghost hunting. We go and do the research and the study. Uh, also, we do a lot about the uh, Bigfoot. Uh, now we're planning a trip to the BC. So that's going to be quite oh, exciting yeah. in the Sushwap area. I'm going deeper into Montana. So that's going to be exciting. And, uh, of course, now we're going deeper with our ancestors because Count Dracula is our uncle. So we are going deeper with that. Cool. Oh, so cool. <laughs> You're uh, right in the middle of a hot spot up there as far as Sasquatch goes. Yes, yes. And, and we do also Columbia. have a, 
where I actually get a new place because I'm moving from here now publicly. This is publicly. Uh, so it's very busy with, for me. Uh, I am going totally into Sasquatch uh, area. So there's many, uh, basically, uh, reports there that people did get encounters, that they'd see them. And what is amazing that I know people there that are Aboriginal or First Nation, I'm really close to them, that are actually waiting for me to come and we can do investigation together. Because for them, they are not monsters. They're actually part of their culture and their tradition for a long, long time. Being up there in Canada, do you talk to a lot of the natives? Yes, yes, I do. Uh, I must say, even uh, my book, because uh, that's happening on the third. Yet you guys will be capable of all seeing it on Amazon. It is called the Spirit Spirit Lake, uh, and the reason why that's how I actually got it more learning about uh, our First Nation uh, here in Canada. Many of them are full. Uh, basically of the knowledge, wisdom, and the ancient craft. And if we learn more from them, I think we would all learn more spirituality and gain uh, more food for our soul. But I work really closely with many of them. And it's my honor to be part of uh, their groups and part of their uh, healing sessions and etc. Yeah, that would be fascinating. Thank you. Uh, you have to let us know when that book is out. It would be, a, I have a, a interview on the 30th and the interview is now again with another lady is Mary Mitchell. And uh, that's going to happen on the uh, basically March the 30th. Yeah. 1230s. So yeah. Authenticity radio programming. So I'm really happy about that too. You're definitely staying busy. That's for sure. Huh? Well, yeah, no always. <laughs> always. When do you sleep? <laughs> I sleep very little. When you're psychic and a medium, you don't sleep that much. Your mm. dreams are your guidance. I had a dream last night uh, and I didn't have a time yet. My mother is the my advisor. I didn't have a time yet to speak to her. But actually, I did see certain things in the dreams that uh, I'm trying to connect. So those are, I sleep very little, but I astral travel a lot. I have a question awesome. for you then. Of course. If you don't mind me asking. No, I don't. No. Could you foresee that Brian and myself will see a Sasquatch someday in our lifetime? <laughs> I can try. Give me a second. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, we really want to. I'll take the truth. If it's you a no, I'll, I'll a, accept it. But. Give us a hint. That'd be great. No, actually, I don't think it's not. I actually see it, but it will be spring or a winter time. Oh. You will see it. Spring. And you will then remember me. What I say, I say, stay behind it. You will see it. Okay. And it's going to be encountered to you. It's going to be near. Uh, I can see like uh, it's almost like a rocky area with evergreen trees and a little river. So whatever you're going to explore around there, it's it's a river and there is some evergreen trees. Very, very clean water and very, it's not warm water. It's almost like it's cold. But it's a very, very nice, very beautiful area. Very beautiful area. Mm, you will sounds see. Like, sounds like Oregon. Sounds hey. like Oregon to me, Brian, doesn't it? You? <laughs> <laughs> so people are getting becoming more open about Bigfoot here in America. I'm sure they're way more open about it, and it's more talked about and accepted in Canada. Is that right? That's true. In Canada, uh, we actually accepted, uh, if I can say this creature, as a not just part of, uh, you know, us. It's almost... Uh, part of who we are, because in our Aboriginal and First Nation studies, uh, even the extraterrestrials, they're called the star people or the people from the other dimensions. Uh, also, the if you take the Bigfoot, they're coming from our ancestors here, and we are really open to them. Many of our cities do have the statues of the uh, Bigfoot, or they call the Sasquatch area, just like where I'm uh, moving. Uh, they're also full of... Uh, you know, recognitions. People don't go hunting for them. People actually go uh, trying to make a connection with them. But uh, even our rangers, what I do love about our beautiful uh, rangers here in Canada, when you report them, they'll guide you and ask you certain questions and they won't say, oh, you are crazy or nothing didn't happen. They'll say, oh, you're not the first one that you did, you know, see something like this. We got many reports and they say, for example, for Jasper, it's so huge and many things are still unknown. So how you can say something extra doesn't exist. Uh, Canada is a huge country with a uh, huge, uh, you know, environment and beautiful things that are still unknown. Mm -hmm. So 
uh, it's really untouched. So I must say our um, grounds is a lot of preserved and people are really excited to meet this creature. And many of them, including myself, it changed who I am, but it opened my heart even more to the nature and possibilities that live out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Yeah, see, that's the difference between America and Canada. The rangers down here would be like, oh, just a bear. I was, I don't know uh, if I can say this. Uh, I would never forget that. I was watching once on the, it was on the Discovery Channel. And I'm sure it was at the Oregon or Montana. And this guy was calling dispatch. And he was saying, oh, I see this, you know, flying object and describing. And they didn't know that this was their guy. He was like, yeah, he's seen blinking. Please pull over. He must be high and whatever. It goes like, I'm not high. I'm one of you guys. So everybody started <laughs> laughing uh, because it was their own uh, member from the police service. So I always laugh about that because you never know who may see it. He may be even one of them that tomorrow yeah. will change their mind. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We've talked to a couple of police officers and uh, military. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Do you know Tina Leanne Bice? Yes, that's my soul sister sending her a big kiss. That's what she says. Hello, she's my a, beautiful soul sister. Hugs and kisses. She's, she's, a, she's a, I can say she's a, also a co-host of the same, uh, you know, podcast that we do together. Uh, she's a beautiful person, uh, wonderful, talented uh, psychic mm-hmm. and a medium. She does do lots of reading, especially with a picture. Um, she astral traveling. She also had a near death experience. A wonderful, wonderful woman that I have a uh, beautiful respect uh, for her and for everything that she does. Cool. So, <laughs> talking about near death experiences, we've talked about um, on the show a couple times how we think that people who have have had a near death experience or have had have been around death, yeah, are more sensitive to the paranormal and yes. you know, cryptids and stuff like that. Yes. Is that, you that, think that true? That's, that's totally true. And the reason why, when you actually go, now this is by the science. Uh, my background is in the nursing and uh, psychology. So without my gifts, uh, when actually somebody dies, they actually and come back or they have a near-death experience. So that could be through coma, induced coma, where they actually died and they came back there's still no totally definition about it but the truth what is they come back with a different uh sensors inside of themselves so they actually feel like you're saying the cryptic creatures uh, you know changes of the sun of the moon ghosts spirits everything around us are uh, more than the people that are regular or the you know that they're trying to connect but they don't have that gift so it's true it's totally true good have you dealt with anything else on a physical realm other than Bigfoot, like maybe Dogman or anything like that? I actually, uh, whatever is, I always laugh and I say that to Brian, what is uh, paranormal for you guys? It's very normal to me because being raised right. and born as a psychic and a medium, that comes from the my background. I did see many different things. Uh, and when I was little, I'm not going to lie that I wasn't scared of them now. I know they're part of my life, but I I did see, uh, you know, some people, uh, I was talking about it the last time, but I did see Baphomet directly, so I did see that. Um, I did see shadow people, um, entities, and now I know how to deal with them. When I was younger, I admit I would be, a, I would sometimes even pee my bed of being scared because you don't even know, you know, what's happening around you. But I had a beautiful mother that was always there beside me because uh, that runs in our family. So we were capable, but I saw many things. So what's paranormal and cryptic for you guys, it's actually normal for me. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Well, what's your thoughts yeah. about the dog man then and the big in Bigfoot and, and those physical kind of realms? What, what do you think? I actually, you know, uh, that also runs again from the Aboriginal uh, culture or the First Nation uh, uh, here in Canada. And of course, in the States, because the First Nations from Canada and from America, they were going back and forth. So they're actually very mixed and the tribes are really connected. So uh, I personally do think that it does exist. It's part of this, uh, you know, um, environment. It has been part of this environment for a while. And um, I totally agree to, 
you know, with our Aboriginal people, that it's part of uh, who we are. And sometimes I heard the stories that they did the offerings that, when you know, would leave the certain foods, usually the meat, like the elk or the deer that they hunted or the bison here in Canada, and they will leave it so that he would take it away that he wouldn't attack the village or the children. I'm not going to lie. I didn't have a basically a personal, uh, you know, a visual connection with this creature, but I do believe it does exist. So since you're related to Vlad, the Impaler, answer the question for us once and all. Who's winning in a fight? Dracula or Dogman? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I couldn't, no, I couldn't he's, resist. I've seen that asked many times. Well, I would go, I would go with uh, Vlad, and the reason why, you must understand, uh, Vlad is not just... Uh, person who can change the shape shifting or do the he also is Zoroastrian what it means he can do many paranormal things and connect to many paranormal things and call the other creatures and etc because he's Zoroastrian and Zoroastrian is the ancient uh, basically belief that is very pagan and connected to many things that rule this world and the other worlds all right Mm -hmm. settled then yeah I go for my blood. So. That's right. <laughs> I yeah, figured you'd yeah. be one-sided. But... <laughs> he can call me. I'll help. Yeah, Even okay. if I don't have the, the clothes. Maybe the fake nails will help. <laughs> yeah, there's so many things that go on in, in, in our world um, that are way beyond our beliefs or our, our thoughts or, or what we feel is real. Um, I rack my brain all the time trying to get a grasp on all this stuff. You know, yes. is Bigfoot yeah, related yeah. to aliens? Is what is Bigfoot? What are these creatures? What is a ghost real? Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just so crazy that um, you know when we're born we just have no concept of any of that stuff. But um, I really think that we can tap into that stuff if we really have the ability, and I think we do. I think I think we can. It's just trying to figure out how to go about doing that. We all have ability. We all have a ability. It just depends uh, how you open it and if you know how to open it. We are all uh, basically uh, born with the certain things that we can see and that we can sense. Remember, all three of us, when we were little, we were capable of feeling many things and we were open to many things. That's why children are prone to seeing ghosts, spirits, shadow people, werewolves, and etc. because their mind is not locked. As we are growing up, we are locking all those possibilities and we are blocking it. So that's why many people, as they're growing up, they're losing that connection. But through meditation, certain rituals, I'm not talking about sacrifice rituals and whatever, I'm talking about, you know, pagan rituals, rituals with the moon, with the sun, uh, connection with the universe, uh, and, you know, uh, astral traveling. You can go and see and visit or connect with different worlds. Wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I believe all that. My sister is uh, very, very much into what you, what you do. She does a lot. Oh, she's a Reiki master and she's all that. I didn't know that. Pretty much grown up with it, but um, uh, I'm more on the cryptid side of things. I mean, and that's okay. I'm still, that's I'm still fascinated yeah. by the paranormal. But, yeah. You know. That's your calling. Uh, for me, I'm connected to many things. So that's just the way I am because I use it for healing and helping. And then other side of me, it's connecting mm-hmm. to the other worlds and dimensions. So I got a question, another question for you, for Ken. Sure. What do you think happens when we die? Oh, of course. Uh, just, I'm going, I always use also science. And then I also connect that to the reality and what's actually the truth. As we know, the words of our famous inventor and the scientist Nikola Tesla, energy changes its form. It doesn't die and, you know, it cannot be created nor destroyed. So um, this is proven by the science and by the medical field. Uh, this is our body, but we also have the spiritual body because you have five aspects of health. And one part is your spirit. So when you actually die, you're leaving the physical body, but your spirit continues you on. But it means your energy is living and you're leaving, going to another dimension. So you will go to another world and uh, that's where you are. So where we go, we go where we need to be with our loved ones, with people that pass away, with our dog or cat that already passed away waiting for us. But, you know, uh, our journey is not finished. We continue. And do you think we stay in that 
energy field or do you think uh, in that form or do you think we take on other physical forms? Yeah, ghosts and spirits, everything that you guys, for example, uh, are talking about, those are energies, right? So when you see the light coming, they go like, oh, is this an energy? That's spirit or a ghost, uh, and that's all energy. So uh, basically, when we are coming back, that's recreation. So, for example, this is my third time, and this is my final time. I'm not coming back. Uh, there's people, when you're coming back, that means your mission is not done. There's certain things that need to, you need to finish. When you actually, you are done, that means your mission is over. I personally know this is my mission. Okay. I do hope I come back as something. Something. <laughs> I don't know what. Maybe a big foot. <laughs> but also, you don't. Yeah, there we go. But you don't always have to come back as a, you know, let's say you're a male in this life. You can be a female in the next life. So you can change the sexes. You can be male or a female. Uh, and also you can have a different duties. But usually those duties are connected with your past. Uh, anything that we do in this lifetime, for example, if I guys, not going to say it publicly, but let's say I open the cards and I go deeper into your personal reading, I'll tell you why you're doing, for example, this podcast. What is your goal and why it's connected to the past? Everything uh, has a reason. There's no consequences, and that's even proven. So it's very possible that Brian and I could have already seen a Bigfoot in a past life. It's a possible that you maybe encounter it. Maybe were, you yeah. know. Maybe you were fighting against something like gladiator, so you're now trying to find a solution. What is the monster? You never know. Anything is possible. Sure, I like that idea. Yeah. There gladiator. is no coincidence. Everything is done for a reason. Even us being here today, it's not done coincidentally you know i knew brian for a while i follow your guys show we connected now we're doing mm -hmm. the show together and what we're doing we're opening people's mind and you're giving them there's many opportunity out there so there is a reason why we are here today yeah you've got some yeah. great stuff and it was it was sure. awesome you you sharing that stuff with us and i like doing different episodes Thank like you. this well, hang on Thank I gotta, you. since you're up there in canada and uh my grandson is probably going to watch this show. I got to, I got to squeeze this in. <laughs> sure. He is a, he is a big fan of the Wendigo. I uh -huh. know that's, that's mostly a Canadian thing. So yes. What, what is the Wendigo? Oof, that's, that's, <laughs> that's what we've been trying to figure out. And what well, would you say? What is, what, is, what is his description? If you don't mind me asking. Well, he's only like nine, so... Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> so how did he understand it? That's okay. Um, you ever see uh, a TV show, Supernatural? Yes, of course. That that was his uh, introduction to the Wendigo. So he, it, it's mainly described like that. You know, the antlers and the and cannibalism and the... Yeah. Evil uh, spirit, you know, yes. stuff like that. That's a, it's very well known here, and that's coming again from the uh, Aboriginal or the First Nations. It's actually a shapeshifter. So your grandson is really close uh, to what he's saying, and that's why he's seeing the antlers and everything. So it's a shapeshifter, and he comes as an entity changing the shapes and feeding on the fear. So many people think he's feeding on the fear. And uh, most of the time, children, and especially, you know, a young, beautiful woman, they were put in front of it. And the reason why, they will say to test them if they would be faithful to the loved one that they choose or the children to see if they're going to be strong warriors. So um, my opinion, does it exist? Uh, I believe, because the reason why, like I'm saying, I'm very connected to our um, uh, beautiful Aboriginal people, and I believe in shape shifting. And I did see many things uh, myself, and I counter entities myself. So um, I would totally say, and I agree with your grandson. You know, that's what it is. I'm saying hi, <laughs> so that you know that he knows right. that I support his opinion. So there we go. Oh, good. All right, he'll be happy awesome. to hear that. Yeah. What's your grandson's name, Brian? Jameson. Jameson. Hey, Jameson. Hope you're enjoying this, bud. Yeah, yeah I yeah. heard that too. I heard that the shapeshifter, that's the Wendigo is the shapeshifter kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. Yes. Weird horns. He's or... a shapeshifter. He's been a part of the original culture for a while. Um, and they 
They have it uh, sometimes even drawn inside of the caves. Uh, they have it all around uh, their different tribes. And they did know actually how to call it. They actually had special rituals, especially on certain days during the full moon. So it's that's what shapeshifters do because they feed on the energy. They feed on your fear. Uh, as soon as you become stronger, they go to another side. But as soon as you realize that you're in control, not them, they'll change the shift and turn into something else. I heard they can disguise voices and sound like people in your family and yes, and all mm-hmm. kinds of crazy yes. stuff. Yeah, the, the, that's very similar to the when people are playing with the Ouija board. Uh, when you are actually playing with the shapeshifters or you have been living on the Aboriginal ground, because many of these places were built on the Aboriginal ground and many rituals were done. So you have many people contacting us, I will be honest to you, asking for help. And the reason why, because they see these entities, the shapeshifters and etc. It's because they were trying to protect their land as much as they could from the colonies at that time. But the truth what is, is the same with the Ouija board. When you call entity or the spirit that can come on, they will actually may change the voices, present like a grandma. Uh, they could be Mother Teresa themselves, but it will be totally something else. It's totally the same thing. And I always advise people, if you're not a demonologist, if it's nobody, somebody who's into cryptology or, you know, they have original background, I would tell them don't play with it because yeah. later you will regret it. It's your own choice, but that's yeah, what it play is. With that. no, yeah, that's what no. I've always said, too. Don't play around with that stuff. Well, don't, don't play with it. Yes, I don't think yes. I ever have. I don't think I've ever played with a Ouija board. Mm-hmm. I've seen one. I'm proud of you if you didn't. Um, <laughs> actually, I saw one for sale somewhere like a apartment store not too long nope. ago. Nope. Oh, yeah. Weird. Those movies. Well, they sell in, it as a in, game. In Europe, in Europe, they are very, I'll be honest to you, uh, in Europe, many of the things like you say, the VG board and the things like that, you cannot buy in a regular stores. And many of them, some in some countries, it's even still under the table. If you're taking the Greece, being very, or, you know, Italy, very old traditional Orthodox or a Catholic countries where everything is run still the way it is, uh, what's totally okay. But here, when I went to the Walmart, uh, it said Christmas sale, the Ouija board. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. Hasbro. I'm Hasbro like, makes them. They're like a game. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, I'm not going to mention the name because it will be disrespectful. There is a gentleman here who actually is over. So he's older than me. Yeah? So he's 46 or 47. He actually played with the Ouija board and uh, his house got all flooded. And after that, his one of the family members got sick. Then another one, they had to move in. Um, and after that, I said to him, what did you do? Well, I played with the Ouija board and all the people around him, they knew what he did and, uh, he pay a heavy price because of that. And it's all because of his, for example, girlfriend, you know, and what I want also warn people just because you put a black lipstick, paint the nails black, and now you look all cool, whatever. It doesn't mean that you know what you're doing. It's actually a makeup, but it's not, uh, reality that you know what you're doing and after that you'll pay the price so there's a gentleman here in edmonton who that just recently did happen and we were all trying to help him wow it's not a child it's not a child it's a grown man i i can see it now the packaging on the walmart ouija board summon gr- your grandma and demons right yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. don't don't play with ouija boards boys and girls no. no i don't suggest yeah. it either and i don't know anything about it's a ouija board is a, not portal. a board game yeah, Ouija board is a portal. It's not a monopoly where we will build uh, uh, big castles and pretend we are George Bush and Donald Trump and we have millions of the dollars. <laughs> so, you know, in two minutes, I own half of the, you know, states and I'm so rich and happy. And after that, we all joke and laugh. This is a portal where you're actually uh, calling the entities, the souls, uh, shapeshifters, etc. And after that, you may need a big help and, and usually they're not they're not nice no no <laughs> daniel so, can you give us your um thoughts or your definition on portals uh, what what are course. they what what happens with them why yeah. how who yeah. 
uh, again, scientifically, so I'm going to mention one of also big scientists like Stephen Hawkins, who just uh, recently passed away. Uh, we all know him and he proved that portals do exist. Like uh, we all watch him. I really did admire him and respect him very much. Um, I read many of his books and I do a lot of research about the portals. And of course, being a person who goes to the portals when I astral travel, portals are actually openings. Uh, that we go and enter another dimension. They're always around us, but it depends if we can sense them or if we have gifts for them. So, for example, when you astral travel, you go to a different dimension, and that's when you open the portal. When you are dreaming, if you're in a rapid eye movement, because there's a four stages of sleep, when you enter the deep stage of a sleep, that's actually, again, scientifically proven. You are going uh, somewhere else, so you are entering the portals of dreams. You're going somewhere. And that will be prediction from the basically past, from what's going to happen in future or what happened in the past. It depends where you're going. Uh, portals, for example, for extraterrestrials, portals for Bigfoot, uh, shapeshifters, they're all around us. It's just, it depends how sensitive and how open we are. Mm-hmm. I want to be more sensitive then and more open Good. for sure. We've Thank talked about you. that many times. <laughs> yeah, if you ever need any help, I'm here. I'm more than welcome. Text me, say, Daniel, this is what I need. I'm here to help. That's awesome to know. And before we we talked tonight, I, I didn't know hardly anything about you. And, and I think I know a little bit, but you seem like you have so much vast knowledge of all this stuff. Thank and you. And you've, you've done your homework and you've studied and, and you, you know, your background is amazing. So we appreciate yeah. you coming on. We now have a, an official spiritual advisor. Yes. It would be my pleasure. And also, it's also uh, my honor always to help people. Uh, just like my great grandmother uh, always said, we have this gift to help people, not to treat them badly or to destroy their soul, but to feed their soul and help them when they need somebody. We just all want to understand what's going on, don't we? Yes, yes. we do. <laughs> and hope that it's for the good. Yes. That's right. And anything for Danielle before we go? Oh, yeah. Um, Chasing the Truth, Sean G says, I saw so many strange things while I ran a sleep lab. Apparently, he was running sleep labs for people and watching some weird uh, dreaming or something going on. I'm not sure. I believe that. Dreams are very, uh, um, if I can say a little bit before we go on, dreams are actually our also guides. They are guides for the future. If you know how to read, just like our Aboriginal ancestors, uh, basically uh, Greeks were very com- very famous in that. Uh, ancient Egyptians and uh, Italians are really perfect in reading the dreams and even going into battles by uh, decisions, what they did see in their dreams. So the dreams are actually also path for your future or answer to some of your questions. Okay. okay. So that, that strikes a quick question for me. Sure. When I was younger, I used to dream all the time. As mm-hmm. I've gotten older, I dream occasionally. I don't dream. I, I dream maybe. Yeah. I Same might have me. a really vivid, good dream once every three months. Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably Same do dream me. other dreams. Why do you think? Or that I is? don't remember them. Yeah. You know. Some people that dream more uh, than the others are actually more open to the uh, their environment. And they are less stressed. People that are more stressed and they are more closed, they'll actually dream. So it means you are dreaming, but you forgive me, but you don't remember. Uh, and the more that you are getting connected and open, and that's why you're realizing you remember some of the dreams that, for example, it happened two weeks ago. It's because it was more connected to what's happening around you. It had a more meaning than the other dreams that you didn't pay attention to. But we all dream, even dogs, birds, cats, all the animals, uh, bears, we all dream. This is well, proven by science. I see my dog dreaming all the time. <laughs> yes, barking and running yeah, with their foot. Running. That's yeah. what Maggie does. Yes, yeah. yes. Hey, we got a question from uh, Chasing the Truth. Sean G says, question for Danielle. How do you spot a trickster versus a spiritual guide? That's that's a very uh, wonderful question. Thank you, Sean, for asking that. First of all, uh, the people that are really honest, they don't mind uh, speaking to you directly. Uh, or the another thing, uh, you should ask them what's their background, how long they've been doing this. And the third thing, do a little bit about the, the research, you know, and check if they're around the Internet and et cetera. And the most important thing, the people that really 
are good in you know reading, they won't charge thousands of the dollars. So it's not just about the money; it's about helping you and giving you guidance. Of course, we all learn, you know we earn the money for living. That's the world we are living now. But if they're charging you thousands and thousands of the dollars, it's not a truth. Okay. All right. Uh, we got another question that says, "What's the proper way to dispose of a Ouija board?" Actually, uh, there is a very important thing: the Ouija board cannot be uh, broken, cannot be, you know, uh, just destroyed. The simple way. The most important thing: if you know, if you bought it in a Walmart, return it to the Walmart. That's, for example, one thing, and you are done with it. Um, the third thing: if you don't know where you got it from. You burn it and then you go to the river. I'm not joking and put it, the ash or whatever the left material, the water, by the way, with the stream, not against the stream, with the stream and just say, I release you and everything that's done with this Ouija board. I want to be released and you go away. Don't yeah. touch it. Don't look at it. It's done. But the water is the very important and the element of the fire. All right. I'm never going to buy one, so I won't have to worry about that. Neither. But that is a good I'm question. Proud of you. That is I'm a good proud. question. I, I wondered that myself. Yeah. What do you do if you get yes. one? Yes. You know, leave it in your attic? I don't know. <laughs> get, that thing. Get, get it out of your house. I have one. I have one, but I know how to deal with it, but yeah. not inside yeah. of my house. But if you don't have, if you don't know how to deal with it, then that's different. Uh, it can be very, very dangerous. And that's not a Hollywood, that's reality. Got another question for you, Danielle. Says, have you ever seen someone in an aura photo with a halo? Yes, I did. And that's a very, very common. Some people actually, because they're very strong spirituality, they'll have their auras actually lighting. They're live people, but their auras are much stronger than everybody else. That means they're very positive, they're strong personality, and they have a very good energy. And that's very common with psychic mediums, somebody who has a very open channels. And also I did see that with children uh, because children are very angelical because they are not like us. We are terrible. We already seen and did many things, but with children, I did see that. Yes. Very I just cool. thought of something um, when it comes to the tarot reading, tarot mm -hmm. reading, however you say it. Um, do you find that the people that come to you, you end up giving more bad news or is it tend to be more good news or is it, is it a mix? Uh, uh, it's mixed because tarot card is a compass. Uh, tarot card is not like I'm actually, it's taught, but I'm taught from the early age. And also I have a gift, so I go and channel through it. But the tarot cards, it's a compass. So it depends who you are and what you're looking for. But mostly to me, it's a mix because sometimes it's actually more good news than the bad because people just need that guidance. And from that bad, we can turn it into the better. So it's a compass for a life. So it can be a mix, but I would say a little bit more on the positive side because it's about guidance. Right. And you don't want to bum people out all the time. For good no. <laughs> but I don't hide anything. I'm very honest. Yeah, you did say that. That's, yeah. Thank you. Do you do palm readings too? No. I, I do that for, uh, for fun most of the time. Uh, just because, uh, since it's COVID, that can be very dangerous, uh, but, yeah. uh, I lately didn't do it and I do a lot of crystal balls. So if you ever seen the crystal uh, ball, I do yep. that a lot. Yes. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, Danielle, it was an honor having you on the show. Absolutely. Uh, I look forward to having you back. I must say, I'm really happy. It was my, um, honor actually and pleasure to be with. A wonderful two gentlemen, and I'm looking forward to hear from you guys. And if you ever need anything, I'm here for you. Awesome. Uh, we will be in touch for sure, Danielle. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you. You Thank guys you. have a wonderful evening. God bless you and the blessing from the universe. Thank you, Thank you Danielle. Too. Thank you, everybody, for taking the time to watch and uh, ask your questions. And uh, we'll catch you again. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Thanks, yeah. everyone. See ya.
Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.